In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise on this great and glorious feast day of your resurrection. Ask the Holy Spirit upon us, help us to love and serve you and to worship you as our resurrected Lord. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, happy Easter. Amen. Happy Easter. You know the Chaldean response? I will say, and you will say, Right? And that one, the Mary, the Mary, prayers of Mary. So let's try. Amen. And what a beautiful and glorious feast day. This is the greatest of all feasts, the high holy feast day of the resurrection of Jesus. And it's such an honor to be with you, to pray with you, especially. And this is just great. It's just great. God is so good. And the resurrection is just so beautiful. As I was praying with the day, and especially, especially the week, you know, Holy Week is very busy uh, at churches, but it's very, very beautiful as well. But for, like, the background of churches, there's a lot like, that goes into it. Even, like, something so simple as, like, decorations, right? You have, like, Palm Sunday, there's palms everywhere. Then it's, like, Holy Thursday, which is, you know, the institution of the Eucharist and a priesthood. So we have a lot of all, like, the bread symbols around. Then it's Good Friday, the death, the death of Jesus. And then we flip it very quickly thereafter. Here we are, Saturday evening, in the vigil of... Of Easter, celebrating the resurrection. So it's kind of a roller coaster, and even emotionally or liturgically or spiritually, as we enter into the season, there's just a lot that goes on. As the Palm Sunday, and then the priesthood and Eucharist, and then the death of Jesus, and then the resurrection of Jesus. It's just, it's quite a bit that goes on. But really, as we pray with, as we enter into it, the, the beauty of it is that the resurrection of Jesus, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, has ended, has killed death and sin. That's what the resurrection of Jesus has done to end the sting of death and the sting of sin, which is incredibly beautiful. And we know the resurrection of Jesus to be true, right? Especially as we hear and we see the, the writings and the preaching of the martyrs, of the apostles, of those people who saw the resurrected Jesus. I always pray with St. Bartholomew. St. Bartholomew was one of the ones who had seen Jesus in his 40 days after the resurrection. And as he preached the gospel to the world, they killed him by skinning him alive. Just to prove that he was so like, sure of the resurrection of Jesus. Like, that is such a fact to us, a historical fact of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. It's such a, such a beautiful thing. And throughout this week, as we're celebrating it in the ups and downs, and the ups and downs, the ups and downs, as a priest, I hear a lot of confessions this week. So Monday, we were at St. Joseph for a few hours. Tuesday, we were here at St. Thomas for five hours worth of confessions. Probably over a thousand confessions were heard on, on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, I went to help out the Mother of God. And Friday, again, yesterday, we were here hearing confessions. Just a lot of confessions. And it's very beautiful. This is the time of year where we make our peace with God and the mercy of God, all gained for us by the death and the resurrection of Jesus. But what comes to mind very quickly when hearing confessions is that people sin a lot. Okay? We have a lot of problems, which is okay because of the mercy of God. But then we have the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So if the death and the resurrection of Jesus has ended all sin, has taken away the sting, the sting of sin, there's still sin in the world, as it's become very obvious in life. If the death and the resurrection of Jesus takes away the sting of death, last I checked, there's still death. People are still dying. 
So how do we, how do we reconcile these two, these two like, seemingly different things? Like, well, death should be done, and sin should be done away with, and so should my frustration, and so should my anger, and so should my stress. Because also hearing confessions becomes very clear very quickly that the average human, if not everybody, has burdens. We all have our stresses. We all have our anxieties. Everyone struggles with something. And the death and the resurrection of Jesus is what St. Paul says today. This is really what I was praying with, especially this feast day. Is the death and the resurrection of Jesus brings Christ into it. Brings Jesus into it. Brings God into it. On 1 Corinthians 15, St. Paul says today, because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus, God becomes everything to everybody. I know we were all shaking hands and clapping and doing the crossing before. That's the last line of the reading. God becomes everything, everything, to everybody. It's not just like, well, I want to live a life with Jesus, but then I have sufferings. How can I reconcile this? We can reconcile it by being with Jesus, always being with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you're sitting there in your life, and you have a happy marriage, and you have health, and you have fertility, and you have children, and you have wealth, and all these wonderful things. And that's very beautiful. God wants you to enjoy life and find happiness and pleasure in this life. Even in those beautiful joys, be with the resurrected Jesus. But in life, maybe you today, maybe one day in your life, there'll be struggles. Your marriage will have a hard time. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you struggle with infertility, or you know somebody who struggles with infertility. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you're worried about your children. Maybe your children have strayed away. Maybe they don't talk to you. And that's hard. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you're financially really hurting. Maybe you're drowning. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you struggle with addiction or sin or someone you know in your life struggles with addiction, which is very challenging, very burdensome. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you have finals next week or you're in school. You're trying to find yourself, trying to find a place where you feel comfortable and you feel loved and welcomed and it's not happening or it's just stressful or it's just burdensome. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Today or tomorrow, whenever you're going to gather with your family, presumably most of us, with your family, and family, families have problems, and there's challenges. You're going to see your sister whom you don't like, or your uncle who you don't get along with, or your nephew whom you have problems with, or whomever. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe there's someone in your life who God is asking you to forgive. Maybe there's someone in your life who God is asking you to ask forgiveness from. Be there with the resurrected Christ. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're awaiting a diagnosis. Maybe you're dying. Be there with the resurrected Christ. I know for a fact, people in this church are mourning a loss. Someone has died in your life. Be there with the resurrected Christ. So as you pray with this great feast day, and it really, truly, truly is a joyful feast day, it isn't about expelling all problems from our lives, or all death from the world, or all sin from the world. It's about responding to it. That there is a response now to suffering and to sin and to death. And the response is the resurrected Christ. That because of the resurrected Christ, we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. We believe that we will rise from the dead. So that's the sting of death. It's not final because Christ resurrected. The final nature of death is now over. We anticipate our own resurrection. 
Sin can be burdensome. Life can be burdensome. But we're not alone. God is all things to all people. He is everything to everyone. Even to you in your specific life today. And then tomorrow. And then the next day. And the next day. And the next day. The resurrected Christ. And the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of life. Walks with you. So God is everything to everybody. And God is everything to you. Amen.